good Monday evening. Welcome to another, uh, um, let me rephrase that, a special edition of the Sideline Junkies Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. You got the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez. Representing on a Monday. You got the big guy, KG. Also on a Monday. Yeah, most definitely. And we are your undefeated, undisputed, unrivaled, and unmatched tag team champions of the universe. We are the WrestleManiacs. It's been yep, too long, yep, my yep. friend. Yes, it has. It's been a, a Black Friday fortnight, to say the least. Uh, puns intended there. But on the positive side, we do have uh, a lot of uh, crazy movings and shakings and stuff going on in the, the AEW and WWE side of things. Uh, so I say we just jump straight into it and uh, make it happen, Captain. I'm with it. All right. So I guess uh, under normal circumstances, we go to the front lines. But I guess this time we might as well go to Warren back and taking us all the way back to War Games and Survivor Series, which is uh, uh, what we left off at on this crazy mothership adventure. And tell me what your thoughts were about uh, TakeOver and then Survivor Series, man, as uh, NXT came out victorious. Uh, My initial feeling was, how did you let NXT win the weekend? Because TakeOver was absolutely awesome. I mean, TakeOver is always awesome. So, but they, it was a special oomph this time around. And um, to see them come in on um, Survivor Series, I've been calling it SummerSlam for like the last two weeks. My mind is still stuck in summer mode. But to see them come in and beat pretty much all of the talent, that's the way you build from the bottom up because you're, you're putting NXT on that pedestal. Now everybody like, oh, dang, they in NXT. You just boosted the ratings for NXT. Mm-hmm. And I, from a business standpoint, um, I think that was a genius idea. From a wrestling fan standpoint, I think it's a win-win because we got to see some damn good wrestling. Yep, yep. Do you think, uh, as Tommaso Ciampa eloquently put on the takeover after that um, NXT is not the the lower brand. It is an equal brand. Do you feel like um, after this weekend they're getting that billing or do you think it was just a temporary thing because of how everything unfolded coming out of Saudi Arabia and it worked and then it led into Survivor Series so that gave them a the legitimacy there. But now that we're back to regular business, takeover is gone nxt is just going to be that wednesday show so do you think that they legitimize themselves or do you think that they are actually a show that is to be reckoned with across the board not just aew's rival i think they 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 made themselves to be reckoned with across the board most definitely what what, what Uh, makes you say that the granted a lot of the talent that's in NXT, they're not new to the game. They've been wrestling, some of them, for double-digit years. So they're just cutting their chops in WWE till you know, characters are fig- figured out, storylines can be made fine. This is not 
the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. These are showmen and show women that know what they're doing. And to see what what led up to Survivor Series, the invasion angle where they were invading every show and pretty much taking over, truly taking over. Right. That right there just showed me this is not just, oh, that show that come on Wednesday. This is more than that. Now we got three WWE shows a week. I'll take that. And it's no no drop off because SmackDown and Raw are holding steady with their storyline and their content. Mm-hmm. Now, with this, this is putting NXT right next to them. So you got three shows, which means AEW going to have to step their game up a little bit more. True. And uh, I feel pretty much the same way. I think they, they earned the right because not only was it the fact that they were, as always, coming up as a, a, a pay-per-view before the pay-per-view. And notice I said the pay-per-view. Um, but now I think they had a pay-per-view along with a pay-per-view. Uh, we've had uh, two other war games before this one but it was just the magic of everything happening leading into them being a part of the weekend and not being the lead up to the main event of the weekend everybody put in work from pete dunn and damian priest to killian dane um having their matches to the women's storyline with um everything that happened there to finn balor versus matt riddle and then the men's war games match uh everybody just just left it all on the line and then to turn right around after that and then adam cole had to have a barn burner with pete dunn um shana baszler had to go against bailey and becky aj styles had to go against and nakamura had to go against uh roderick strong um i mean it, it was it was crazy undisputed era was uh, all throughout the pay-per-view. Uh, and then you had the traditional Survivor Series matches with uh, um, Ray Ripley, uh, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, and Tony Storm on the women's side. And then um, on the men's side, we had um, Damian Priest, Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and Walter all in there. I mean, that, that's a lot of work that was going on for the NXT side. And it almost to some impression, seemed like they got the short, unfair end of the stick because they had TV, then cage matches. Then you have the, the pressure of having to be on a large stage, one of the major events of the year. And then you had to perform not just in front of your hometown field, but in front of the world, tuning in for, again, one of the majors. That's the equivalent of having to compete in Wimbledon. Then you had to turn right around from there and compete in the Masters. And then after all is said and done, you're in the World Series. That's 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 a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. And I think they pulled it out. They showed that they are equal footing stars to be competing alongside with WWE on all facets. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. No and, just Raw, SmackDown. NXT. And out of that, we had uh, some stars. And I think the biggest star that came out of the NXT roster, because Adam Cole is already, um, he's a made man. But 
Keith Lee, I think, was the biggest rising star, and I was high on him already, you know, calling him a, a contender down the road to be as close to the rock as we can get. One of those one-of-a-kind one championship material diamonds in a rough. But uh, I think Keith Lee was just that guy. Um, he didn't get a chance to, on Survivor Series, to really do all of his shtick, but the fans were just hot for him, man. He was just that guy. And to get the would power you call him, Roman Reigns at the end was, was huge. Would you call him a blue chipper? Mm, not quite yet. I mean, I, I think he's, he's, he's a lot more gritty. So he's still, I would, I would call him an indie guy. That is, that is breaking through. You, you didn't yeah. get the reference, did you? You must be taxed. You, you, you missed the reference. Oh, Lord. Oh, well, go ahead and lay it in for me. I know. On the same level as The Rock. What was The Rock when he first started? The Blue oh, Chipper? Oh, God. No, no, Come no. On, he's, not, no he's, <laughs> he's nowhere close to that. He's nowhere close to that. Uh, nowhere close to that. I said maybe, I had to throw that in to see if you was ready. Maybe if he had a turtleneck. <laughs> and, and a, a fanny pack. <laughs> and a fanny pack. Which again, the fanny pack has come back. So I mean, you know, I'm uh, not gonna lie to you. I just bought a uh, 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 a fanny pack of sorts. It looks like a uh, a Batman utility belt. It's pretty dope with the Batman that, logo on it. Now see that right there, I could rock. If it looks like a Batman utility belt, I could rock. Yes, uh, but then I'd have to also rock that along with the Universal and uh, World Heavyweight Championship fanny packs I have. So it's just like, darn it, damned if I do, damned if I don't. So, <laughs> oh, man, it's good to be a geek. So did you have anybody that you thought was a uh, a breakout star? I said Keith uh, Lee was my pick. Hmm. Oh, man. Of course, uh, you, you catch me with no notes. But, uh... Come uh, on, baby! I just, uh... The women's Survivor Series match is one that I sat and I watched. And I actually was pulling for NXT. Right. But um, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I agree I don't with know. that. I, I'm, 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 I'm more partial to watching the, rem, the women wrestle now because it's like every week they carry – at one point in time, they were carrying – both shows they were carrying the pay-per-views but it seems like they've died off a little bit mm -hmm. uh i don't see very much ember moon anymore which is breaking my damn heart oh shoot she's gonna be out for a while dude uh, what hold on what happened i thought she just came back from elbow surgery no man she tore her uh achilles she's out oh my god i didn't know that yeah but we're on those we hope she comes back type of uh prognosis right now so you know I'm... rehabbing and doing stuff she's been doing uh some guest spots on the bump and and um a couple other uh things throughout still on up up down down and some outside uh type of events but yeah she is, is out for whew, uh, a minute and she's been on backstage uh, along with xavier woods is you know he, he's out for a while too um but yeah She's on a long road prognosis right now. So wow. I'd put her at SummerSlam if she's coming back um, sooner than later. Playing it better safe than sorry, I'd probably say Survivor Series next year. Mm. 
And not, not that I'm wishing that much time, but uh, you know, with that type of injury, you really want to take your time and make sure that you are good to go because that's something you don't play with. You know what? I I, I was looking at her and she was on the road going somewhere. She said she was back on the road. And I was like, okay, why are you not on TV? Now I know. Yeah. uh, It's a lot of people I'm I'm looking for TV wise, you know, men and women. I'm I'm ready for the Usos to be back. I'm ready for Naomi to come back. Um, I'm ready for Nia Jax, of course. Yeah. There's still a lot of people after this brand extension that, um, well, we, we, we know Seamus is coming back finally after his movie uh, engagement that he did and, and a couple other things that he's been doing now, he's finally getting to the fold. So we'll see how the Celtic warrior is going to be uh, coming solos or, or are we going to get the reuniting of the bar? <laughs> Hopefully, which I would like to have, because I still think the bar needs to finish what they started and really put it back to the new day. Um, I mean, Cesaro was given, you know, his bar shot out every time he came in as an entrance. Now they kind of got him with Nakamura for the moment, but we'll, we'll see exactly what comes of this. And I'll tell you another thing that was really interesting. I was wondering, are they going to go there? Are they going to go there? Then it seemed like they wasn't going to go there. And then it finally happened um, with Dakota Kai doing her heel turn, especially during the takeover match. I thought it would have happened a little bit earlier than that, but it was great to see um, that moment happen and, and her having a, another breakout moment. I thought it was going to be where Shayna Baszler was actually going to put her on her team. But to, to see her get the nod and then, yeah, she did what she did. It's like, that was poetic justice. But on the flip side, I know you talked about Rhea Ripley. I still don't understand what the booking was for Survivor Series with the two girls, quote-unquote, um, being injured and then they're coming back to help Rhea beat um, Sasha Banks. It wasn't necessary to me. I think Rhea should have went over clean. I know that's something Bully Ray said, but I, I definitely concur and agree with that. Um, Rhea could have done it on her own, having it be a three-on-one unofficially but officially didn't really make sense that was the only finish that didn't really make sense to me out of that night but you know hey who am i i'm just a lowly guy on a podcast talking and chucking and jiving with the man kg but wait that's not the truth because uh you may be on a podcast, you're just not just a man i mean come on now look at how many ideas they've taken of yours yeah you know i'm the myth the legend the almighty Bobby like, Oh, sorry. Nope. Nope. That's not me. <laughs> Cause I'd be telling Lana to move over. So that way I can have some room while I'm doing a show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of shows, i mentioned him earlier, Adam Cole, Mr. Quadruple double duty, super duty. He's all over the place. Call of duty. I mean, is it time? For the undisputed era, because you can't just take Adam Cole, you got to take the whole group. Uh, for them to get called up, it's past, or, due. or do they need to be down uh, in NXT a little more? Past due, and the same thing with Shayna too. I mean, they're ready, and and 
and I know we, we just mentioned, and I, even though I use the term called up, uh, I know we just mentioned uh, how we believe that they're equal footing, but there still is the transition of going from NXT to a Raw or SmackDown for just that name recognition to say that you are part of the major event that has been around for years and, and believe it or not, about to enter into another decade that's going to include Raw and SmackDown. So going to a legacy is still a call-up, in my opinion, even though it's equal footing and show productivity and and result and, and interaction, but it's still a major call-up. And I think that that is something that they are ready for. We'll have to see. Unfortunately, I think we'll be locked in to the talent that we have with each show until the true um, superstar shakeup, which will happen after WrestleMania. So at that point, I think everybody's going to transition because they're slowly but surely introducing more and more NXT talent that is still going through the performance center and they're getting a little bit more featured roles and having them be visible a lot more on network television. So if Rhea Ripley's coming in, I expect her to beat Shayna at some point and then turn right around a heel turn. Because she's the only person that would be an ominous heel. Now I think that's something that's that's been a constant in NXT because you have it with Shayna Baszler, then you also had it with Asuka and it worked. You know, having um you know a a, a consummate face down there, I mean even with Charlotte uh, it, it was okay, but when you've got a, a heel champion, I mean, it's just working. So I, I would expect a, a heel turn from Rhea Ripley at some point, and she can she can handle the heat, and I think the crowd would be like, all right, we're cool with that. And then the Undisputed Era would get called up, um, freeing an opportunity for Tommaso Ciampa to go heel again. And that before his, his opportunity to get called up and uh, the undisputed era could be the next true four horsemen fashion or faction um, that we've had in quite some time, not NWO like where you just got all these different components or bullet club like where one's here, one's there, three there, you know, but just a true strong four person stable. And I think the Undisputed Era can do that on a, a particular show and dominate and take all the championships that way. Uh, so, yeah, there's some time for people to get uh, called up heavily at some point. And that we've frees been, up Keith Lee, too. We, we've been calling for for how long? Oh, man, shoot. A year? Yeah. Now they're just getting, they just got the spotlight, but again, you know, is that, or is that just a big rub? Uh, so that way they, they'll just have a little bit more viewership on Wednesday because uh, I know we're going to come back to it um, when we come back from break in a few, but we're going to have to talk about how AEW went up against Survivor Series and was their show strong enough still in that 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 Chicago Mecca 
um, coming. I mean, everybody's still just high and, and going crazy off of what WWE just produced to go in there where you started the, the, the seed of AEW at All Out. And now, here we go with Dynamite. Are they holding up to? Was it strong enough? Are there challenges? You know, all those different types of things. Um, you know, hey, we're going to have to discuss that, my friend. But before that, we're going to take a break and then come back. We got to talk about some CM Punk, man. CM Punk. CM Punk. Oh, it's just overrated now. I won't even need to be chanting that no more. He's oh, back. Shoot. We're over it now. We got to find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's NXT. NXT is the chant now. <laughs> CM Punk is like, all right, we see him. He's there. But we'll see. So we'll, we'll talk about the Punkster when we come back. And just like that, you are back with the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, and myself, the big guy, KG. Yep. Back to talk about CM Punk. Had his, uh, this last uh, two-week period, his full show, which was good that he was sprinkled in almost every segment um, on WWE Backstage. And again, outside of our show, I think that... uh, this is a great breath of fresh air where you can just get great uninterrupted commentary, I guess. I guess it's a good way to put it, or opinions on the WWE product. And it's kudos to Fox for giving an unbiased, uncontrolled, dare I say pipe bomb opportunity for a perspective that is not somewhat tied to Vincent Kennedy, McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie, and Shane. Because as much as I like Renee, as much as I like Booker T, as much as I like Christian, as much as I love Paige, we all know that they can get a phone call from Vince real quick. And that would change some perception or some reaction or some interaction Real quick, period. That's just without saying. We didn't even got to think about that. Like Vince said, hey, hey, didn't like what you guys did. No problem, Vince. We're sorry. We, we'll do something different. But good old Punk. Yeah, he's an employee of Fox. He, he's hired to come in there. He already cursed. So standing in practice is like, well, here we go. We're going to have to watch this show. <laughs> and now you take it from that to him being almost a rebel rouser with uh, Paige saying, hey, do you think that championship looks good? <laughs> and Paige's like, oh, you try to bait me into something. Um, but uh, I thought it was really good. You know, we had David Arquette on the show, which was a, a great callback to the good old WCW days, and he did the promo school with Booker T, and that, that was a great moment. Uh, his interview was was really good and he still kind of beat around the bush about a couple topics would he ever come back he's saying never say never but anytime we never say never we mean he's going to the hall of fame notice i called that people i think it was the last time we had a show uh two weeks ago punk yeah hall of fame bound it's 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 gonna happen that way he can be part of the 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 legends contracts and the legends wing and that's how he could be folded in but not folded in because recently, 
uh, at AEW this past week. MJF won the Dynamite Dozens. And guess who comes out to present it? Diamond Dallas Page. What is Diamond Dallas Page wearing? His WWE Hall of Fame ring on AEW programming. So, at that point, in that vein, there's nothing for <laughs> CM Punk to have a WWE Hall of Fame ring probably around his neck because he wouldn't put it on his finger. I don't know. Uh, he's not like a Booker T where he's like, look at this all the time type of thing. But I'm a Hall of Famer, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm CM Punk. You've noticed that too? Yep. Because <laughs> if you notice, Booker T, when he talks, he talks with his hands. But it's mm-hmm. always he, – he, he, he talks like – uh, a coach with a Super Bowl ring, with his first Super Bowl ring, you know, you kind of move your hands and you kind of highlight the ring. Mm-hmm. So, I, so, I, yeah. I, I thought I was. Oh no! Oh no! No! no. I, I'm always paying attention to book But then he also had, had stuff like telling Seth Seth Rollins stop tweeting, which I thought, truthfully, not that tweeting is bad, but we all know we've discussed on this show two things. One, why I pay attention to people that are just there to be negative Nancys and troll and say stuff stupid, and then you reply back to them. Who cares? Let them, if they want to say something and they get no traction, then guess what? They're going to do one of two things. They're going to try to keep doing it and then eventually give up, or they're going to be like, oh, I can't get a rise out of so-and-so. Oh, well. That's where it is. So On to the next one. Yeah, I, I agree with that for a little bit. You know, storyline in certain situations done correctly, Becky Lynch, storyline building and tweeting could be good. But the problem is, is when we have a kayfabe tweet and then you're burying it with shoot tweets. So you're like, wait a minute, we went from the storyline thing. Now y'all just beefing online. And then we go to TV. It, it, it's it's not making any sense. But True. if it's building a storyline, and it's growing, and Becky Lynch's breakout tweets when she was having the, the, the beef with Ronda was playing right into it. So it was just folding in. It was just like you just kept folding some dough as you're making your bread, just folding it and folding it and folding it and folding it to get the finished product. Not we got this one random tweet over here, so we're pulling the dough over here, so you can't really fold it properly because I'll stretch the dough out. Then there's this other tweet that's over here. Then there's this other. And then by the time you get done, you're either making a pizza or you're not making bread. It's just not happening. So sometimes, yeah, I agree. If the if, And this world of social media is so crazy. I mean, Twitter is there. It's a great way to interact with your fans, and it's a great way for fans to interact with you. But at some point, kayfabe still, as always, needs to be protected. Somehow, in my opinion. But that was one thing that CM Punk also talked about. In addition to um, calling the WWE still spade to spade. We've talked about it. Stale product. They're not at the level of WCW is having more realistic storylines and they're going crazy. They've got a Hall of Nash and NWO and all these other things going on and the uh, uh, Rey Mysterios and Eddie Guerrero's and Chris Jericho's and all these major things happening down there. And the WWE is still doing Bastion Booger. 
no offense to Bastion Booger, <laughs> uh, or Earthquake, a Typhoon, or, or you know, some of these characters, Rest of Soul, Big Boss Man, you know, WWE is still there. We're not at that point. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it still has NXT is fresh because of how it is. It's close quarters around the ring. It's really tight. Everybody is there. You're up on it. So we know if we, well, they've proven that they can be in an arena and still have the same effect. Because case in point, we talked about it when the Street Street Profits came up to Raw and they were doing their entrance. NXT, everybody's hype. Red Cup, they're bouncing around. When they when they were up on Raw, everybody's like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Going, Why are these fools jumping? This die's going crazy. So it, it takes a moment for it to transition for those that have not watched it. This is pre-NXT being on USA. So take it with a grain of salt. Now, if they were on now, you would have a little bit more. Notice the, 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 the correlation with Keith Lee and everybody chanting Bask in his glory or Keith Lee, you know, chant his name, stuff like that. But there still has to be that balance. There's still, in my opinion, I'll say it again, this may be one of the last few times before we get to uh, the year of the double dub 2020. Um, I'm going to coin that too before somebody steal it. But uh, um, I still think that at this next superstar shakeup, it needs to be OG, refreshed, reboot. Everybody's name goes into one of those little lottery cranking things, and you pull out a ball. And you have one each one of the McMahon, Shane, we're just going to call it uh, Hunter McMahon, <laughs> and <laughs> Stephanie McMahon <laughs> pulls out a ball, and that's who goes to what show from all three brands. Only thing I wouldn't touch, and we'll get into this in a, a, a few, is I would leave Mauro Ronaldo on NXT. And that's the only one. He would be the only one that you stay there. Period. Not that you don't need to go anywhere, but you stay there. Everybody else, even the refs, are subject to this is where you're going to be. And then the writers write from that point. And you book from that point. So that means that, you know, on one brand, you could have Rusev. Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre, Cesaro, Kofi Kingston, Baron Corbin, Shorty G, um, Kevin Owens, and, uh, uh, Seth Rollins, and to throw a tag team out to AOP. That's just raw. NXT could have Sheamus, it could have still keep Finn Balor. It could get Sasha Banks. It could get Dana Brooke. It could keep um, Bianca Belair. And, you know, you just see how those matchups could start to just become out of nowhere because now you're getting face-to-faces. You're not getting, oh, we're this and we're that and we're Raw, we're SmackDown. Like, no, you're right over here with NXT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you black and yellow now. Boo Steelers, you black and yellow. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I think that that is really what needs to happen. That would turn the whole wrestling world on its ear. That would really knock, in my opinion, AEW on a, as Vince would used to say, his keister uh, on on its keister, because they would not be expecting a full content reboot. And then you will build it from there, and you can run with that level of of change for 12 months and then the next one can be a little bit more politically scripted and then the the one after that let's say every two years you do press the reset button again sometimes it works worked for batman went for michael keaton now we had christian bale (laughs) you know yeah Yeah, but it, it didn't work for uh uh, uh, I skip some people, man. I skip some people, man. I skip some people intentionally, Lord, man. Jesus. Skip yeah, some people do. intentionally. Skip some people. I wish it never happened. <laughs> I skip some PayPal, but <laughs> you know, you win some, you lose some. But at the right time, when you press that button, so they would just reboot because they were just like, oh, you know, yeah, well, let's so and so be Batman because Michael Keaton doesn't want to do it. Okay, yeah, we let somebody else. We let somebody else. But then, as you got the right person in there, that said. No, let's press the reset button for real. Let's get this guy. And let's get this script. And let's make it a trilogy. Let's make it freaking awesome. And let's give it time to tell the story. Look at how long the freaking Dark Knight movie was. I thought I was going to be there forever. And didn't care in the theaters. Because it was that good. The movie's almost three hours. If not three hours, over three. And well worth it. Jesus, I looked at it. It was on the other day, and I looked at the the runtime. I was like, God damn, that almost four hours? How long is this movie? And just started watching it. And that was it. I'm like, who cares? I'm in. Don't even matter. So, needless to say, we'll get off of that, because I know we were talking about the, the CM Punk effect. So that was his first show. That was his first major outing. He was seasoned through. Now we got to see what his reaction is truthfully to the fiend and what's going on truthfully to what's happening in the women's division, because he kind of skated around things. But if you're going to talk, you're going to talk. Don't, don't sugarcoat it. You got the mic. Now you got the, the, they may be talked to in your ear to prompt you on how much time you got, but it's time to put that work in and, and make it happen. They did see a significant rise in viewership on his episode significant it, even though the wwe from the rumors that was said wasn't extremely happy i think they were mad because of the significant uh rise in viewership but fox i know was like yep got our money's worth so as long as we don't overuse it and have cm punk on every episode and then next week punk is back to talk about bam give him twice a month that's all you need right there and I think it'll be enough CM Punk. But I expect to see Paul Heyman inducting CM Punk into the WWE Hall of Fame. And he'll be like, well, he hasn't been there that long. Uh, did you forget about ECW? Mm-hmm. Did you forget about his indie time? He has put in time and has had phenomenal Matches and storylines with Rey Mysterios and John Cena's and Kurt Angles and Taz's. And I mean, and we're talking both ECW's, by the way. 
So, I mean, Punk has been around long enough, plus his, his indie time, to really make an impact. And just impact alone and the WWE from just speaking his mind to WWE pulling an angle in Saudi Arabia to crown the best in the world and everybody's chanting CM Punk. That's Hall of Fame material. Period. By, by every degree. So, I'm just calling it. When it happens, you know, we're not too far away from March. And, well, technically the end of February when we start getting the names and they'll start showing because we can't go by the video game, which normally ushered in because that's some hot garbage. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be nowhere associated. No where associated with WWE 2K20 as my lead into going to the Hall of Fame. But got a uh, highly rated Fox show. Yeah, I think that's just good enough. CM Punk, Hall of Fame. I expect to see it soon. It would be smart, best for business, and would sell out an arena, period. Just as him as a headliner. Then you can negotiate some other stuff. If you're going to have a master class that year, we've talked about it as well. CM Punk, posthumously, we're putting in Owen Hart. And then we can build uh, around that and, and go from there. I would still put in Goldust. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, AEW is there and say, you know what? If you want to talk about Cody and AEW, who cares? This is that one time. No, 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 no. You have Cody induct him. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why the hell not? So, I mean, that, that would be three people right there. Three people right there to go in. That, that three, <laughs> you could sell out the goddamn stadium for that. True. And then you could just, you know, beg, bar, and deal, pick and choose, as somebody here, somebody there, to 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 fill it out. But just that three right there is worth his weight and viewership. If you don't have the network, you'll be buying it to get in that free month that time to see WrestleMania <laughs> for free. <laughs> Real talk. So, again, I'm just calling it. CM Punk into the Hall of Fame. Vince may be crazy, but he ain't stupid. Not by a long shot. When. If, if Vince was stubborn like that and he, he's holding those grudges, uh, somebody named Warrior would not be in. True. Most definitely. Somebody named Randy Savage would not be in. Period. And you know who else would go in that, that class too? Eric Bischoff. I'd put Eric in. I can see that. That'd be somebody else. Celebrity wing, Floyd Mayweather. Trying to think of who else. Or Stephen Amell. Because I know he's going to be on a bump this week. Um, Then, if I wanted to round it out, because he retired technically, I'd put in Batista. In that same class. That's strong right there. That's strong storytelling. Yeah. 
and that that's guaranteed sellout. Like that's almost I may need to book a flight to Florida <laughs> just to be there. So I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just speaking into existence so that way when you know what happens, we know who said it first. The Wrestle Maniacs. Yeah, man. I, I like it when you come up with good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just here. I don't come up with the good ideas. I'm here to be like, you remember you said this? Yeah, that, that's your idea. Look, all I'm saying is pay us and give 10% to his manager, which is me. Just 10%. That's all I need is 10%. Because they give you a million dollars. It's 100000 for me. I don't need much. Don't need much at all. I'm down with that. And then we got some other stuff to talk about. We talked about it not too long ago. Uh, we just got finished. Touch your base on it about how words and Twitter and stuff like that can be something. And then this week, we were unfortunately treated right after NXT TakeOver to Mauro Ronaldo v. Corey Graves. More so, Corey Graves v. Mauro and Mauro saying, I'm out. A moment where Corey Graves was saying, oh, no, I'm just trying to, you know, do the heel thing and, and you know, just put it out there and Mar wasn't having it. And he said, I, I don't know. Uh, he's just out. He's taking time. Will he come back this week? We hope so. Mm. But ooh, the internet is lighting Corey Graves, a new booty period. Marl has a, a history and he, in his, in his Twitter feeds, he talks about it all the time. His, 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 uh, mental issues and, and things that he's going through as challenges. And, you know, he, he's given great words of wisdom and, and still being positive. And Corey Gray's whole thing that he was trying to, in his words, convey was that there's a Hall of Famer and another former superstar at the announce table. Why is there so much moral? And one of the, the, the best replies to that tweet after Morrow checked out because he wasn't at Survivor Series, was name one saying of yours that the crowd's chanting. Because Lord knows I hear Mama Mia all the time. But I can't remember any catchphrase that Corey Graves has. Hell, I don't even remember anybody chanting Savior Misbehavior. Or if I do, that was a long time ago. But I hear Mama Mia doing Survivor Series. I heard it on Raw. I heard it on SmackDown. You know, that in NXT down at Full Sail is almost synonymous with Holy Yes. So it's going to be interesting. You can tell me what you think about it because we, like I said, we've talked about words and how they can affect people. But I want to ask you because I know I'm comfortable with it. And I like the dynamic, but do you think, just playing devil's advocate, that Morrow is commentating too much? Oh, he also went after his hip-hop references as well, which, yeah, you can eat a... I'm sorry, I can't say that on podcast. So, yeah, we're not even entertaining that, let me put it that way. 
But uh, do you think that Morrow is, I guess, for lack of a better term, over commentating? Or is it a good balance? It's a good balance because you got to think about it this way. If you say Morrow's over commentating, what about uh, Michael Cole? Yeah. What about when it used to be JR and the King? And JR would, that was a better flow. I mean, that's a bad. Bad, bad analogy because they just flowed together. Um, no, I don't think so. But everybody's got an opinion, you know. That's like buttholes. So, <laughs> well, in this instance, uh, Corey Graves kind of became a butthole. He did issue a roundabout apology of sorts, but again, we have not seen Morrow come back. Um, he wasn't at NXT. Last week, we will see if he's going to be there this week. I would imagine it's not even going to be talked about. But then again, why can't he? He might as well say something because it'd be good for you. Here's the it, before I even say that. Here's the oxymoron of it all. WWE when they go to a town is synonymous with what campaign? Be a star. Be a star is about what? Anti-bullying. I'm just going <laughs> mic drop right there. So he he needs to be disciplined for his online bullying. Well, that's the question. Was there any or who knows? But I mean, he he hasn't stopped being on TV. I don't I don't know. I'd say he doesn't need to be. I know he issued on his podcast. Well, I guess I don't know. That, That could be enough. Because it doesn't need to go to network and air out your dirty laundry or network when you're quote unquote at war with another um, production. But we'll have to see how this plays out because I think that still needs to be some penance that Corey Gray's has. To, maybe he needs to be doing more Be a Stars. Maybe that's it. So when they go, you need to be there, Corey. And you just say, you know what? I just got in trouble for bullying. And this is how I made that person feel and how I feel because of how I made that person feel. I think that would be good. Yeah, but now, do you think that was a work as a way to give Mara a little time off? No, no, no. No, it's it's heavily reported that it's legit. Oh, wow. Because, I mean, Mara could have took time off. That's nothing. Because you have enough people there. Just like they had Tom Phillips fill in. I mean, vacation is vacation. Yeah. Superstars get it. So, hey, I need a little bit of time off. I'm starting to feel the anxiety or something. You don't need to. It doesn't need to be that. I mean, he put out a tweet. And I, I, wouldn't, I would imagine they wouldn't use that. Because what do you get out of it? Are you going to have a Marl versus Corey Gray's match? So you wouldn't get any strong payoff out of that, in essence. Because if the payoff was going to be there, it would have been there at Survivor Series. He would have been in Survivor Series. And when they won, he would have been looking at Corey Graves. Ha ha, we beat you. That could have been a payoff. But him not being there, there's no payoff. None. And so, as you're, you're speaking about this, I went, of course, Twitter does not 
hide anything. You can find anything you want on Twitter. All you got to do is put in something in the search bar pertaining to what you're looking for. Well, and you can find everything but our paychecks from WWE, but <laughs> I, I don't think I think those got lost in <laughs> snail mail. Snail mail. That thing went back in time with Marty McFly and hasn't come back yet. <laughs> I need Biff to go, McFly, McFly, where's their checks, McFly? That's what we need. Oh, 1.21 gigawatts of electricity to help bolt us back there to go get it. <laughs> Nerd well, I'm, day. I'm, I'm reading the, the, the tweets. And I, I, it's only one tweet that I don't agree with. And this guy says, uh, Corey Graves looks like his favorite metal band is Avenged Sevenfold. You leave Avenged Sevenfold out of this, buddy. Yeah, I agree. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that song, Nightmare. That was uh, I, I'm now see you talk about nerd. This is I've been a fan of this band since they showed up on Madden 2003. I remember chapter that. Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went out and bought um Waking the Fallen, and I listened to that CD forwards backwards. I bought the same CD three times. Now I got a streaming service. I got the whole CD. But there it is Nightmare. That drum solo. That was the Rev's last drum solo before he passed away. And he put all of that together. One of the best drummers I've ever heard. You know, he's not in the vein of my man Buddy Miles, who's the greatest drummer ever. But he's still... I thought Dylon was the greatest drummer ever. No, no, Dylon's the greatest rapper ever. He don't drum? No. I don't know, I don't know. I thought I was on Twitter reading the best drummers in the world was Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Oh, man. Some of the best uh, guitarists in the world was Dylon, 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 Jimi Hendrix, Dylon. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just, just, just things you see on the internet there, you know. Yeah. But leave a Van Sevenfold out of it. I agree. And speaking of things you see on Twitter and on the internet, uh, we have a new game that's being played in essence. We can call it Love or is it Lust. Or is a match made in heaven? In the wonderful world of the modern day era of shooting your shot, Batista recently tweeted, I'm single. Well, well, no, he tweeted, I think it was something to the effect of, well, I guess I'm single. And Dana Brooke tweeted, hey, what up, dog? <laughs> I'm be sliding your DMs at some point. And everybody on Twitter is enjoying the interactions between Dana Brooke shooting her shot and sliding into Batista's DMs, and now we will see what comes out of it. So it's actually become, to me, like my favorite Twitter search uh, and soap opera to see, oh, man, what did Dana say to Batista? And what did Batista say to Dana? And then, you know, our happy birthday thing. I mean, this thing has been hilarious. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of... I'm kind of... My- uh, Jealous. Yeah, because I'm waiting to see is he planning on walking to her pit of danger? <laughs> or is he just gonna be walking alone? We need to figure this out. Well quickly. He he offered her to come work out at his gym. Yeah, I know. It's like, come on now, I'm gonna guard your galaxy. With <laughs> <laughs> my name Drax, I'm about to destroy this. There's a lot of puns that could be done and bad jokes. And but the <laughs> thing is. They got pictures on her uh, Twitter. There's pictures of them on 
uh, FaceTime together. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like oh, I said, wow. they are uh, they are hot and heavily talking and engaging, but it's kind of starting to leave Twitter. It's like, dang it, uh, can y'all put us back into the fold a little bit, guys? We we we'd like just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And you know what I think? Mm-hmm. I I I think that's all real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 shit enough. Like when she walking crooked, like that's the animal. <laughs> she, she gonna get a little DC in her. <laughs> Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. So yeah, <laughs> she messed around right up in Guardians Three. We know what happened. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. She, she better be careful. Uh, she better be. Them older men will get you, man. No, you know what? Nah, it's not even that. That's Southeast dude. I know. Yeah, that's true. DC, Southeast, baby. And I do mean, I don't mean Southeast. I don't know what Southeast is. I know what Southeast is. S O U F, South. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I swear. We good, Batista. As long as you don't be like, yeah, girl, I'm going to take you to uh, a Google club. I'm like, God damn it. Not him, too. Not him, too. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go there. But no, I'm going to go there as we talk about The Fiend and the resurgence of the Yes movement. Tell me how you feel about Daniel Bryan walking back, being the planet's champion, to being the king of the Yes movement. I and playing to the people this week. I couldn't stand him as the planet's champion because this goat face punk. Not the I, goat face. Yeah, I enjoyed when he became, you know, the leader of the Yes movement. It, you, it transcended wrestling, okay? You know, will she marry him? Say yes, 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 yes. It went everywhere. Then you become the planet's champion. I mean, you had a couple, I mean, a lot of good promos, especially the one against uh, the New Day. And <laughs> you can get three other guys mm-hmm. and call it Fresh Afternoon. <laughs> Still hilarious to me. Loved it. But him coming back, being the leader of the Yes Movement, I'm all for it. And the simple fact that The Fiend baited him into doing that. And, you know, we were deprived of a a Daniel Bryan title run uh, last time because of injury. Right. So... We, we we may be back up to getting that title run again and seeing him and the Fiend battle for the title back and forth, that's fresh. That's new. You don't know what's going to happen. But does yeah. he take the belt? Which belt? The universal belt or the new universal belt? I know, right? <laughs> Somebody paid $6,000 for that belt. If I had it, I'd do it too. Mm-hmm. You would pay six thousand dollars for that belt and sell it for twelve. 
Oh, shoot. Well, yeah, there's a profit there. But you got to make sure you got a market for it. Because a lot of people don't like it. But I'm sure that that was just a tester, a feeler. But I don't think Daniel Bryan, I think him competing for the title right now. Because they kind of cooled the fiend off a little bit. And now he's red hot again. And I don't mean that, no pun intended, with the red lights. But uh, I, I think that him competing, he's not going to get it from him. But uh, it's nice to be in the hunt, though. <laughs> I'll just say that. But Daniel just shaved. No, he got his hair ripped out. But that means he's got to shave. <laughs> I think that might be the bad thing if he shaves. I don't know. I just I don't I don't see it. It's got to be a shave because he said a new face, not a new haircut. New face. New face shave. So we'll what? see. We're not too far away from Friday. Yeah. But as much hair as was pulled out, Daniel Bryan should be uh, in the hospital, first of all. Because, <laughs> God dang. I mean, I can't even imagine how much how I would feel to have hair like that just ripped out of your face. So, A, he's recovering. And B, he's fully shaven. Let, let me, let me, uh, let me see. And uh, you about to rip your face out? Rip your no. hair out your face? I, I, I need you to test your memory bank and see if we remember the same thing. This was eighties. Didn't Andre the Giant rip uh, uh, Hulk Hogan's hair out in the ring? Hulk Hogan didn't have that much hair to begin with. <laughs> but didn't he pull it out? Oh, you know what? I always thought the reason why he was bald was because of uh, was actually because of Andre the Giant. I thought it was because of steroids. Okay, I didn't say it out loud. Um, I thought it was about performance enhancing natural medication that you get from GNC. <sighs> that damn Viagra. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know, but hey. It's a thing. And if Hulk Hogan with hair wouldn't be the same, I wouldn't even be saying my prayers and eat my vitamins, which I still do, by the way. Um, yeah, we're going to have to get to that gym part. But, uh, you know, the prayers and vitamins are still there. I got two to three. That's all that matters. And speaking of prayers and vitamins, bad segue, but you're going to need some prayers and vitamins. Because not only did we have the crazy week of NXT to NXT TakeOver and the Raws and the SmackDowns and all this stuff and the backstages and the bumps and Corey Graves uh, all rolled up into one. That's a big ball of entertainment from one product that AEW was going up against. And they didn't really have to try to outdo everything. They just had to run their race. And I felt like I know it's going to make it yelled at by the champion. But outside of the Chris Jericho, 
there was nothing really there. I did not feel like they came strong, especially going into Chi-Town, where WWE just was. The best part of the show was Chris Jericho's entertaining special uh, that opened the show this past week. And his match with Scorpio Sky. Oh, I'm sorry. And Pac and Kenny Omega. But every, I just didn't feel everything. And maybe it's also partially because I didn't have the immediate draw in after longing for hearing that level of conversation from Tony Schiavone. Because um, that's always the first thing. Is like As soon as I hear him talking wrestling, I immediately it's like I've hit a time warp and gone back to Nitro. But um, but I just didn't feel the go home show towards uh, uh, takeover and, and Survivor Series from AEW. I didn't. The whole show wasn't as fire as it has been. And then this after reaction show, basically, is what we could call it. I didn't feel it. And now that it was a bad show, but there was just a lot of emotion that you just went through with WWE. And I just wanted to, to take all that emotion and that angst and then have AEW build on it. And then next thing you know, it was like, well, shoot, it's time for Raw. It's time for this. It's time for that. You don't have time to not. You don't have downtime. You don't have a come down moment. And it's Black Friday. All this stuff is going on. And unfortunately, I'm selling WWE 2K20 just because I have to. But either way, I just didn't <laughs> feel it. You can tell me what you think, um, but I just didn't. I just wasn't happy. I'm hoping this Wednesday will be different, but I just wasn't happy with what AEW gave me. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I can't say that I was happy because I'm still... You you know how you have a good hangover from a great party? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my god, that party was just so great. I'm still hungover from WWE. So I, they I'm wore you out, man. Man, it was such good product. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything but love it. And I feel that. I I didn't. I didn't even. This is the first week since AEW's been on that I didn't even go back and watch. I haven't, you know, it's Black Friday for you. It's uh, Prime Week was last week for me. Was it really? Yeah. Like real Prime Week or was just a... No, Amazon Prime. I know. I'm saying, was it it Prime Week for real? Or Prime Day happened last week? Yeah. Damn, I missed that. Everything went on sale on uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, that was regular. That was Black Friday regular. No, 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 no. As I said, I know I'm a little bit good on the Prime Days. I normally order something, something on Prime Day. Nah, they, they, they. That's what they call it. They call it. That's the start of peak season. Yeah. So my deliveries have been very, very high. Oh, so you smoking? No. <laughs> whoever, whoever's putting my route together is smoking. I tell you that. <laughs> hey man, got to rock and roll with it. Uh, I've shipped out so much stuff from the store. It's 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 crazy, but it won't go to you. It'll, it'll be hitting UPS. So those guys in Brown, it's like God dang, woo! You working hard? Yeah. Speaking of working hard, 
we have a lot of bad segues this this episode. You have to work on that. But speaking of working hard, or as he would profess it, the hardest working person on Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins, heel turn. Or as as I really put it, is it is t- his turn to be heel. And I don't mean heel as a character. I mean heel is receiving heat from the WWE universe for doing your job. Now, to take it a step further, I mean, heat from the WWE Universe for doing your job, just as Roman Reigns had heat from the WWE Universe for doing his job before he had to go away for his health condition. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to stop you right there. Wait. What? Roman Reigns didn't get heat for doing his job. They were hanging on him. Because they were forcing, they were forcing him down our throats. They were doing the same thing with Seth. Ah, uh, is, is he burning everything now? Could somebody stop the fire at some point? It was well, he, they he was were, getting stopped. The, the the fans were really getting oversaturated with Seth Rollins in that facet, just like Roman Reigns in that facet. To me, that's what it looked like. Maybe not to you. But I was seeing a correlation. So when the fans flipped the switch, it wasn't WWE's intention. He was still playing the same role. He was still doing the same program. But the fans said, yeah, and we're done. And the next thing you know, you put them up against the wrong person. Bam. Doesn't matter. The moment they said, the fiend, Seth Rollins, yeah, you're heel. Period. You're not going to win it. I don't care if you burn it down, doing whatever, and all this, and flipping off. You know, going crazy, running through walls. You call yourself the Shockmaster. It don't matter. <laughs> We're not for it. Instantaneously, it happened. Kind of like with Roman Reigns, just instantaneously. Because how how Roman go from the Shield, and then nope. But then the Shield come back. Yup. And then nope. <laughs> it's like God dang, I'm the same dude. Nope. Not when you by yourself. We're over it. And that's the same thing with Seth Rollins. Nope. Just out of nowhere. But that's just to me. So, I mean, you can tell me how you feel about it, but my question to you was, is it his turn to take heel heat from the crowd for being Seth Rollins? And what is it going to take for him outside of not wishing him any bad health things to come back like Roman did? Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm a guess that it's his time. But if you disagree, I mean, tell me what your point of view on a no. disagree. That's just what I saw as it was a just a, a overnight switch flip. And they're like, nope, we're done. No, it's more along the lines of, uh, I'm going to say it. He, he, he needs something fresh because it's starting to get stale. And it's different when he's the champion. Now he's no longer the champion. It's 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 getting a, a tad bit stale. So I think it's his time. It's his time to be booed. And, you know, you got to go through it. But I'm sure he's going to come back with something. And everybody's going to be back on his side again. But what could – what could – I'm thinking – but I'm asking you because I know you got a great brain on your shoulders, sir. What could bring him back? Because he can't go up against the Fiend. 
and he can't yeah. go up against Triple H. And he can't that, go we've Brock we've been there, done that. And he can't go, yeah, because Brock would have to beat him. Yeah, just just go around. You know so what? What could turn him? Who? Well, yeah, it'd be a what? Because I wouldn't even say who, because I look at the Fiend as a what at this <laughs> moment. Because it's just that big of a a character. It's it's like Bray Wyatt is the who, but the Fiend is that entity. Same thing yeah. in the same vein, Finn Balor versus the Demon, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. But what Agreed. could? It would have to be. Another Hulk Hogan. Well, actually, you know, I watched it the other day, and watching it back I was like, man, this is this is kind of predictably horrible. But uh, Lex Luger on the Intrepid with Yokozuna. <laughs> you know, does have to be one of those moments no. where that was so much Vince commentary on that. It's like, oh my God, Vince, just let it happen. You were talking entirely too much. But uh, <laughs> you know, is it something like that? Do we need? Uh, uh, a sh- oh, snap. Now it rock, rock, it, rock, rock. It just hit me. Returning gender Mahal. God dag on it. I'm sitting here racking my brain thinking about who it could be and you just came up with it. I'll take that. Because Elias's uh, face now, but Jinder Mahal comes back, and he, I mean, he had it. All he needs now is that level of heat that we had that when when Sergeant Slaughter turned heel, mm. and it needs to be at a Crown Jewel event. That way, he's got the backing of the people there. And he just needs to come out and he needs to cut the promo of a lifetime against the U.S. And then to come back on Raw and cut the promo of a lifetime. But in that, in that, he needs to injure Seth at Crown Jewel. Like Seth doesn't come to the match. Seth has been just, his kneecap has just been taken out. With a baseball bat or shillelagh <laughs> or something, uh-huh. god dang it. I don't know what. Not shillelagh. Yes. Um, no, what's those? I don't know. I can't remember what they're called, but the things that um, the Iron Sheik would use and he would throw over his shoulder, he would take one of those to the kneecap and just be gone. And then he would come back uh, at like a WrestleMania or something like that. And that, that's how you would do that. And then they would have a match at Survivor Series. Or we would come back at Royal Rumble and win a chance to face Jinder Mahal. Something like that. But Jinder Mahal, depending at the right time, you make that happen. Because I I love Jinder Mahal's character. I thought he was a great champion as a heel. I mean, like Baron, or it could be Baron Corbin as well. I'm 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 tired of Baron Corbin. Already, I think he, he just needs the belt. Nope. They keep putting him in the take the heat roles as a heel, which is fine, and he's excelling at it. But then again, then they have him playing the I'm trying to think of what uh, 
what villain uh what what would fit would fit this the the mum raw type role <laughs> he keeps sending out the other guys thunder tats is doing that thing and they just whipping them up you know Lionel comes out and then baron corbin's like all right i guess i gotta break out and become rum Roddy ever living again and then he goes down there but then Lionel wins aka roman reigns and then Mumra's got to escape back uh, to his tomb. That's kind of what's happening. He's, he's in that typical heel cycle. And he's been pulling the, the heel ever since the, the McMahon said, okay, we're going to change things up and shake it up. We're going to listen to you guys. It's all Baron Corbin's fault. <laughs> he still hasn't got, I mean, he got King of the Ring, but is that a real... You know, nod and 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 big payoff for for all that he's taking on the chest. Because at at one point, I'm like, all right, if you're gonna give him the belt or you can do something, you know, that's cool. But he he's been taking a lot. You got to get that man his due. At some point, he's got to get his due. He needs to become champion somehow, and that somehow could be at an elimination chamber. He just wins. So I don't know, I don't know, but Seth Rollins, it's sounding like it's your time. And then uh, the last thing we're gonna touch on, and KG, I think you got some uh, interference going on over there on uh, your mic. But I do. Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, Vince trying to uh, interfere with the truck. Preventing you so. from talking, but yeah, you sound good now. Glad you switched over to the other feed. That way, we could be uninterrupted. Sorry, Vince, but you can't be hating. Let us do our thing. We we put you over, man. Enough. We talk about XFL <laughs> a lot, but uh, here's the last thing I want to discuss with you because it was mentioned uh, on the PW Insider, I think it was um, question, and I want to ask you the same thing. Because I know you're a mark for him too. But how could the WWE let Chris Jericho slip away for a multi-year deal with AEW? You know what? Do they regret it? (laughs) Yeah. To get Chris Jericho the first time and to get him away from WCW, who pretty much wasn't using him right. When he came to WWE, you saw the talent. You saw what Chris Jericho could really do. Mike skills, Matt skills. I remember his first match was against the Road Dog. Mm-hmm. The double pile bomb. The double G. I mean, so much. But the simple fact that WWE built on that and you let him walk away. Everybody still talks about the list. And you let him walk away to the rival company. Yeah, you're damn right. I think they regret it. Look at what he look at how much bigger he's become. It's not even that. I think they 
we're just like, oh, well, we'll just have Jericho come in and do his thing for a little run, and he'll go and do his cruise and go and tour Fozzie again. And, yeah, we'll bring Jericho back. You know, they weren't seeing what that he was able to do. I know Stone Cold just got finished having a podcast with The Undertaker, and he talked about how, to, uh, how The Undertaker reinvented himself mm-hmm. over and over to stay ahead of the curve. But Chris Jericho is equally not as long as Undertaker's. I mean, maybe... Well, yeah, but not as long. But um, not too far after Taker um, was doing his thing. But Chris Jericho was one character in Japan. Then in WCW, well, I'm sorry, in, in, in Canada, uh, in Stampede, then in Japan, and then in WCW as uh, the Lionheart, then as Y2J and WWE. Then he goes back to Japan for a little bit, does his thing. And then comes back, and now he's got the scarf and a colorful jacket in WWE with a list. Then he goes back, and I may be skipping a couple things, I know, back to Japan and brings in the pain maker again. Then he takes that and says, nah, I'm going to stay out here a little bit longer, Vince. Vince gets mad. Here comes Cody. Like, yeah, you want to come over here and be the face of the company? This is how much we'll pay you. This is what we'll guarantee you. This is what your contract will look like. This is the time that you'll need. You pretty much is going to be the man. For real? Yeah, and you can help raise some young talent up and bring them along the way. And the cons are paying for it. Okay. <laughs> I think I'll do that. Oh, and can we use one of your songs as your entrance? Yeah, why not? Okay. Which I still don't understand why WWE never did. Because I'm sorry. Judas is crucial. <laughs> you know, Judas is crucial when he comes. I mean, when, I, when that song hits, I mean, they got everything right. They got the, uh, the, the video. I mean, it's just, it's perfect. And then he's even a different version of the Paymaker from Japan. In reference to how he comes out in the U.S. It's just crazy. And then he's got the inner circle going on. And the wherewithal to have a social media meme with a little bit of the bubbly that just became (laughs) viral to now he he had uh, a limited edition amount, which I didn't get a chance to get because I I was dealing with Black Friday, to order a little bit of the bubbly. Um, And just to have that, the T-shirts for the inner circle and all those things, I mean, the finger on the pulse and still being able to make it happen and have five-star matches with Scorpio Sky, with Cody, with uh, Kenny Omega. I mean, man, Hangman Page. I mean, he's, and these are on network television for the most part. He's doing tag matches <laughs> on network. T- he doesn't have to compared to WWE. Brock's like there three times, you know, whatever. Who knows when? Jericho's out there putting in work and still is drawing more than everybody else, on, even more than Cody. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. I know everybody's chanting Cody, but they didn't see Jericho. Let's not, let's not get that mess twisted. They didn't see Jericho. And it's just right. And he's got the multi-year deal. So he can leave again and take some time if, if uh, he drops the belt to somebody, which it looked like it may be Moxley. Uh, at some point, 
and then he could go do the cruise and then just come back and and do something unexpected. But yeah, I don't like. Why didn't we think about that? Why don't you give him the creative freedom to do it? That's really the 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 thick of it right there. Why don't you give him the creative freedom to do it? They like, hey, what would you like to be? How would you like to be presented? How would you like to be represented? What treatment do you want? You know, let's do your thing. And they built basically a heavyweight division around Chris Jericho. Yeah. Kind of like the new ice skater of the NFL, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. <laughs> Just to throw it to some football things as if this was a Saturday night and you're about to plug the rise. But, um, yeah, same, same mindset. This is the pinnacle. Let's build around that. And then if when we pull that pinnacle piece out, everybody still has a role and we can slot somebody else in and build another talent. That's how you do it. So I don't understand it, but they let him slide through. Now that, yeah. uh, he's Hall of Fame bound too. Let, yeah. Let's not get that mess twisted. You cannot not put Chris Jericho in the Hall of Fame if you butthurt or not. Because he's an AEW. He should be going into the Hall of Fame this year, too. <laughs> Hell, just get all the AEW out of it just in one daggone uh, show. You know what? Um, Chris Jericho had uh, ECW, WCW, WWE. I, I don't see why in the world he wouldn't be a Hall of Fame. And this year would be Absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we, you talked about it. It's good for AEW and it's good for WWE. AEW gets a, an extra rub and WWE gets butts in the seats and they make a lot of money. That's a win-win. That's yeah. where you got to set pride aside and let it be what it's going to be. Especially when Triple H accidentally shows Britt Baker <laughs> After Tommaso Ciampa puts Adam Cole through a table off of the top of the War Games cage, <laughs> and can't hate Omaro because Morrow's like, and even Britt Baker's like, oh snap, did they just do that? But again, that's one thing I think that Triple H needs to say. Hey, there's some rules, Vince. I understand, but there's other rules. If they exist, why can't we talk about it? True. And I know they have the New Day. You sent me something about New Day having a podcast. Corey Graves has his podcast. They've got the bump. They've got backstage. But you know what they really need? A show like us that's going to say, hey, we're going to talk about AEW. We're going to talk about WCW. We're going to talk about WWE, ECW. We're going to talk about breast milk. We're going to talk about Rihanna. I mean... We go just dance twenty twenty, gridiron champions is coming out next year for twenty bucks uh, to get your college football experience. We're gonna talk about stuff. EA may be doing a college game in twenty twenty one. WWE two K twenty sucking. We're gonna talk about everything. You supposed to? And we're fifteen days away from Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, let's just. That's what you need on the network. That's what you need to just be the cross and break the fourth wall. Pay attention to Deadpool. How about y'all show Vince Deadpool? (laughs) 
hop out your hand and watch House of Cards or something. To see, you know, breaking the fourth wall sometimes is smart when done right. See, you, you, you know what? I can see it now. We do our normal show. And then we have a segment. Three minutes with Vince. And we just ask them off-the-wall questions. Favorite TV show right now? Yep. I don't watch TV. Monday Night Raw. Well, thanks, Vince. <laughs> no, you, you, you know my off-the-wall question going to be? Favorite stock to buy in the next 24 hours? <laughs> XFL. Because I'm <laughs> selling a bunch. <laughs> don't, I would say WWE stock, but it's going to be expensive as hell because we're doing great. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Vince. Uh, like, actually, that. do you own any Time Warner stock, Vince? Damn right I do. <laughs> as soon as they said AEW's coming, I'm buying some of them share shit. I want to be a part owner too. Because <laughs> that's what I do. Thanks, Mark Henry. You know what's funny? <laughs> I don't think I could be in the same room with him and, and, and not die laughing, number one. Actually, I pissed my pants. <laughs> look, 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 why are your pants so bulky? Oh, I'm wearing adult diapers, fans. I'm sorry. Yeah, why? Because uh, I'm nervous as hell. But if you invite me over to the house, I'll be cool. Like, am I getting thrown in the pool? No, can I be? Just saying. I'm here, but I mean, you know, it's the right of passage, right? I, I want my turn in the pool. No, I, I just want to see uh, which build is. It's a belt that he has. I think it's Andre the Giant's championship belt mm-hmm. that he has on display. I want to see that. Not his shoes or anything. You just want Andre's belt. Because yeah, it was a custom-made belt that never made the TV. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior had a custom-made Intercontinental Championship that was yellow. Never made the TV. Yokozuna had a custom-made belt. Uh, who else? It's a couple custom-made belts that didn't make it to TV. I just can't remember all of them. But they, Vince has each one of them. I like to have a sit down with Shane and say, hey, when are you going to get the No Chance in Hell uh, theme song? When is it going to be yours? It's a rite of passage. Nah, he, he, he's he too stuck on uh, Here Comes the Money. Yeah, but that, that needs to be the, the next change. You need to re- You need to retire Vince. Because you can't have Vince just leave. That wouldn't be WWE-ish. He needs to be retired. End of a end of a. Uh, I don't, I'm a shit. I don't know. He's not a decade or a century or millennial. Or <laughs> <laughs> end of a McMahon. That's what you would call it. end of a McMahon. And then it wouldn't be a match per se, where Shane would be facing Vince, but it would be Shane's representative versus Vince's representative. <laughs> And then Stone Cold Steve Austin would come in and stun Vince's representative just because it's no DQ, obviously, but just because. And that's how Vince would lose. Because that would just be poetic. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I would do. But, yeah, that would be a cool that'd be a cool segment. Once again, another idea, WWE. We just waiting on that phone call. Mm-hmm. Here comes the phone call. 
Here comes, here comes the phone call. Phone, 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 dollar, dollar. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so you threw me off. I have one more. Th- oh, I have one gripe about AEW, and then we'll go. Not ending on a bad thing, but I do think they, somebody, I don't know how they would do that, but somebody needs to check the mic levels because the audio is all over the place. Have you noticed that? Like this week, the the ring was too mic'd, and the music audio was not right. The previous week, I could barely hear the commentary. So I think that's the only challenge that they have right now is balancing out some of those those um, production chops. You know what's gonna happen. What's that? Somebody's gonna get fired. Because it, it can't be you're having these type of problems now. Uh I mean, have you every, heard it? When you watch is it do you hear that? Or is it just my streaming? No. Cause I, I thought I was tripping. Because the, the TV gets low. Then it gets high, then it gets low. So I thought I, I thought it was just me. So and then thought, you hear everything in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they need to retool that. And that is gonna come from if they can get uh uh ex WWE production guy that has had his hands in all that. Doesn't have to be WWE, but if you're gonna get it, get it the best. So that way you can make sure that it, it is at the appropriate balance. But do a back. I was really I was really upset. Like, I don't believe that the commentary is so low. I can barely hear what they're saying during the match over the match audio. That made no sense to me at all. No sense. You know, that, that's my only uh, little gripe. Mm. Hopefully they fix it. Hopefully. Or they hire... Just hire somebody that's been in the business that can do the work. Mm-hmm. Your product has to get better. I mean, this is your name on the line. Your, your, and it's doing product. good. Yeah. They, they've only had one bad really situation I guess and that is like this week they introduced uh, the butcher and the blade and I don't know nobody really understood what the hell was happening and who the hell they were and you know that wasn't a good way to usher somebody in and then you saw the ring being brought down for the, the trap door for the gimmick ring and then when you watch that and how they were coming out and everything versus the fiend on SmackDown coming up and you don't even realize it's happening. He's like, what the hell? They're to- two totally different pieces of production value for the same exact prop. You know what I found out? Uh I forget what I was watching. But I found out when they do things like that from under the ring, mm-hmm. they are 
under the ring the whole entire show. Oh, yeah. Or they so, have the moment when the lights go down, then they slip somebody in at that point. Right. But uh, I forget who it was. They said they had to get under before the show. And, they, you know, it's a monitor under there so you can watch all the action that's going on, you know, and you wait for your cue. But I forget who said it. They said uh, somebody left a a bag of poo under there mm-hmm. one time. This is years ago. They did it as a prank. And you're trying to stay there. And you're trying to not to breathe it in, but you can't break kayfabe. So, but that right there. I, I heard that story. I'm trying to think of who it was. Uh, you sure it was a cane? I don't know. Because there's only a few people that come through the ring. Kane, yeah, Undertaker. You guys about it. <laughs> now the fiend. Um, yeah, I want to say it was Kane. Maybe in my, I... in my gut, I'm feeling that it was it was Kane. Uh, having to wait for that cue. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have to research that. But because I I can't remember. While research, you might as well just go and tell them where they can hear us every (laughs) week. Every week, you got us on a special edition on this Monday evening. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, of all places, you can start right here on Anchor FM. That's our sponsor. That's our home. That's where we're at. So you can go all the way back to the very first show of the Sideline Junction when we were under another name before we put that name to bed, but it's still us. You can hear every episode of the WrestleManiacs right here, but you can also hear all episodes on Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes uh, Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Player FM, and Podtail. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Sideline Junkies. All you got to do is Google us. I'll tell you everywhere you can see us at. You can get in touch with us at Sideline Junkies uh, 24-7 at gmail.com. Well, that sounds like a plan to me. Only thing left since, you know, we're not going into uh, any Sunday foosball conversation. We might as well just turn it over and see who wins between the Seahawks and uh, uh, who's that? Uh, Seattle and Minnesota. Yeah. Right now it's 34-30 Seattle. So there's our football conversation. <laughs> <laughs> just to make it feel like a normal day. And maybe people do the Russell Wilson dance. No, it was that Dak Prescott. Who did that? The little Dak Prescott. Thing. Oh, Dak. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but maybe Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson will do. Well, he's doing a different dance. He's doing that Sierra dance, so it don't matter. Winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about DMs and goodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gonna leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, congratulations to your Redskins for uh, having a second win. Yeah, two games in a row. But two you games just, in a row. 
you might as well just go ahead and get you a red, uh, I mean, a, a Ravens hat or something and become a Ravens fan in the next uh, couple weeks. No. Hey, man, just join, just for the DMV sake, just join the bandwagon, dog. Because well, well, you're about to have an MVP in the DMV and well, you're you about to have a potential Super Bowl champ in the DMV. You would actually have to be in the DMV for that to happen. They play in Baltimore. Give the man some break. Oh, no. I, I'm, don't get me wrong. You know, Lamar Jackson is the sideline junkies quarterback. So, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. But in order for us to have an MVP, you got to be in the DMV. See, what people don't understand, the DMV doesn't encompass all of Maryland. The DMV is, if WMATA does not touch and watch Washington Metro Transit Authority, whatever WMATA stands for, Metro. If Metro don't touch or service your area, you can't be part of the DMV. Like Wardorf, that's Super Merlin. That's not even part of the DMV. <laughs> I don't make Stop the rules. hating, man. Stop hating. What they got to do with B-more, though? Well, y'all, y'all own entity. Just like really? it, was, it, it was Baltimore. Jeez. Oh my god! So now you separate it now, but any other time it's all about the DMV when we talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm not DMV now. You, 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 see, see, I'm see not the, Deuce here. I'm not Deuce Ray Ray. See, Baltimore. Oh, Bobby Johnson. You gonna do me like that? Baltimore is too South Central. <laughs> Great movie. Baltimore is too big because you got now North it's too South big. Baltimore. Nah, it's too big. Speaking of going back and listening to the sideline junkies right there on Anchor, you could hear him talking about how we all part of DMV and that DMV family and doing all this. Now he's trying to backpedal when the Ravens about the one potentially a Super Bowl. Like, no, they ain't, they ain't not a team. No, they ain't not a team. They're too far away. Too far away. Mark Train go there, though, but we're not going to talk about that. So, talk about, talking about Metro don't go there, but Mark Train does. I don't, I don't make the rules. Last I checked, it was D.C., Maryland, Virginia. D.M.V. Last I checked, Baltimore was part of Maryland. So technically, as D.C., Maryland, Virginia. <laughs> okay, I'll give and it to you. Over here, you over here trying to distance yourself. Like, dang, man. Virginians wanna... couldn't bring it home. That that means we got a what? We uh, we got the uh, the soccer champs. What other what other championship did, did uh, DMV just get? Uh, we had soccer, WNBA, uh, WNBA, uh, and now arena, football. arena football, NHL, NHL, and now you're about to get an NFL finally. Period. For somebody. You know what? The funny part about it, we lost our our, uh, our arena football team. Arena football has ceased operations. Damn. The women or the men? The uh the men. All right, we can get rid of them. But the women play really good. <laughs> oh, then let's you still got the uh the women's league. And I'm not the, saying that from a sexist point of view. I'm saying these women are really playing football. So no, God yeah, they, they really good. Like, they, they don't even uh, care. Like they, they lingerie, we knocking a crap out of each other. Like, well, okay. No, you got real football. The DC Divas, they mm. they're champions. They they they're perennial champions almost every year. They they're in the hunt. So mm-hmm. That's another good team from D- from D.C., DMV, whatever you want to call it. But like I said, we need to be considered Title Town USA. 
So who's facing the Ravens? I'm just going to – I'm thinking it may be San Fran. Uh, it may be Bowl. Seattle. Uh, possibly. I would love to see Seattle do it. That, that'd be an interesting matchup. But I don't think Seattle can handle uh, the Ravens' offense. I don't I'm think they can handle You know what? I'm with, sorry. Uh, Earl Thomas being with the Ravens now, he got the keys to that, that Seattle defense, so. It don't even mm-hmm. matter. Nobody's got the keys to Lamar Jackson. Like Mike Vick two point three point five point oh, the dude is ice skating. Lamar Jackson is playing Madden on rookie right now. He he killing the league. He is like if you're not using him in Madden, there's something wrong with you. He should be part of your ultimate team. You want to know something? And some depth on your uh, on your team. So you just all right. I'm losing. Let me go ahead and uh, do this run real quick. Our very first. Uh, NFL draft show last season. We did an NFL draft show, and before the draft, we were talking about uh, Lamar Jackson and you know Heisman Trophy winner. Everybody's saying, you know, he's not a first round pick, he's not first round mm-hmm. talent. And we kept saying, we sat here on this show and we said, when he gets into the league, he's gonna bust the league wide open for not drafting him in the top five. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the chip that he has. Exactly. And everybody trying to put on him, oh, man, you know, how you feel about being a runner, be MVP? Like, man, I'm just trying to win games. I'm here to get this division trophy. I'm here to get this uh, Super Bowl. Y'all talking MVP. I'm talking the bigger picture because he's got that chip. He's hungry. Mm-hmm. But like he Ray Lewis was after that murder, uh, you know, alleged thing. Um, you know, he's like, man, I just, we need a championship. Make y'all forget about this. <laughs> Let's do it, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> he has one of the best mentors, and he has RG three behind in his yep. ear constantly. A lot of people say, "Well, why would they sign RG 3 I said, "That's the best thing you can do. You got a young black mobile quarterback. You got another black mobile quarterback who had the spotlight, kind of fumbled it away a little bit, being too uh, prideful. So. Why not have him in his ear? This is where I made the mistakes at. I got a chance to do it over with you. This is what you're not going to do. We're not going to make those same mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they mesh well together. And so, when uh, one went out and the other one comes in, there's, it's the same thing. Yep. The only difference is that uh, RG3 isn't as explosive as Lamar when he's on the run, but he can still get the run in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may not be ice skating, but he'll have like some, you know, some nice fresh Jordans on and he'll, he'll put that move on you. But I'm waiting for Lamar to break somebody's ankles. <laughs> like, God, I know it's coming. I know he's going to do a move and you're going to see somebody woo, wobble down, cancel Christmas. I can't wait for that to happen. And he, he just he take it to the one. house. He had one Sunday. Oh, he did. I was at work. Sorry. And Dang. Somebody. Somebody said, Lamar, you can't do that. That man has a family. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, they should also have Jim Ross yelling Stone Cold. Let, let, let me dig and find it. I think it's one where he, it was from a couple weeks ago. And they had uh, Jim Ross and the King. And they were commentating it. Mm-hmm. It was that bad. Mm-hmm. But Lamar Jackson's a bad boy, man. 
He is, man. He's got, and I know that sounds bad because, you know, this is how we do it at DMV. But, um, yeah, now that they're winning, I'm watching. (laughs) 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 Like, I may have to get his jersey. Because all I was waiting for, as much as I loved it, I just got so pissed off that the Ravens defense is putting in the work. They the heart of the team. They was just grinding and grinding, and the offense just was not there. I don't know. Maybe because their quarterback's up. I know I'm going to take some heat for that. I know I'm going to take some heat. But just notice what happened. It's not like it's been five years since Flacco's gone and y'all just found somebody. How long has it been since Flacco's been gone? Not even a full year. Yeah. <laughs> so you just put – you took this fool out who off of the back of Ray Lewis got you a, uh, a, a, a title. And then you put somebody in and Ray Lewis is like, yo, I wouldn't mind playing with him. <laughs> can I come out of retirement just, just just for a season? I can see a second ring, maybe. Come on, that's all Wait, we needed. That if Ray Lewis did come out of retirement and you know play for a couple of downs, that'd be ring number three for him. Mm. I don't know. I don't see why not. You know what? Just why the hell not? Can you imagine? the amount of talk about mentoring or or just the amount of the defense will be so jacked, so jacked. I mean, they may end up hurting people in the first. As soon as you hear snap, they just kill somebody. That's what they're going to say. Hey, man, they got kids, man. Stop it. Like, hey, Ray Lewis here, man. We really about to put that work in now. Like, my God. My God. Oh, man. It don't matter who they're facing in the Super Bowl. They be pissing on themselves. Like, yeah, so we got to worry about Lamar Jackson and Ray. So are we just going to go watch the commercials and let, you know, second string or the practice team play? Because we ain't winning this. I'm sorry. This is not happening. But I tell you one thing, and I pray, I pray, I pray every day I watch a Ravens game that they do, that Lamar Jackson is smart enough to take five years and then say yes to electronic arts. Don't be on Madden next year. <laughs> Don't you do it. <laughs> Don't you do it. If Lamar Jackson's on Madden 21, like, please let them have won the Super Bowl. Because it may be about another five, six years before it happened again. Don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> Don't let Madden get you, dog. Don't let Madden get you. Go ahead. Go put somebody else on there that's been wanting to be on there for a long time. Cam Newton, put him on there. That's Lamar Jackson said. Didn't Cam want to be on that? Yeah, put him on. Put him on for real. No ill wishes towards you, Cam, but just saying, put him on the cover of Madden. Because who was on the cover of this year's Madden? Patty Mahomes. And how are they doing? Uh, Pretty good in the hunt. I think they're going to win the the, uh, AFC West. Yeah, but you don't really hear too much about him. He got hurt. He dislocated his kneecap a couple weeks ago. He just came back. I'm sorry. What'd you say, Madden Curse? <laughs> did, no, did you, you know what? That? Was that, that what you said? It sounded like it. Hold on. The curse is broken. Who broke the curse? That's one time. One try- person it- made it through. And I'm brain farting who it was, but I, I do know that one person made it through without anything. I want to say it was Larry Fitzgerald. I want to say 
Because right. uh, him and Palomalu was on it together. Adrian Peterson broke the Madden curse. Yeah. Hurt my heart. They'd be like, Ray Lewis going to be on Madden. Shit. <laughs> it was a good it was a good year though, but damn it. Not Ray. No. So we'll see. Lamar, don't do it, man. Don't do it. I know the check gonna be fat, but don't do it. Of course I can't find it. It wasn't no, it wasn't AP. No. Put the sideline junkies on the cover. We'll take the hit for you. KGB out there, man. Twist his ankle like shh, Madden curse. It was Ray Lewis in 2005. I thought he got injured right after that. Mm -mm. He didn't have no picks, but he had 147 tackles. But maybe because he was hitting people anyway. Like, well, he may have stubbed his toe in the bathroom or something. No, it was 2006. He uh, he um, he only played 10 games, or he missed 10 games. Yeah, then, but well, yeah, that's right because it's, it's, it's a year ahead then. Right. Yeah, it, it caught up to him though. It got him. It's like, uh, what was that? Um, oh gosh, what's the movie where people were dying because of death and random things? Uh, uh, Final Destination. <laughs> yep, that's what it was. He's like, I cheated death. Like, no, nah, Ray, you ain't cheat this Madden challenge. <laughs> we gonna get you, son. <laughs> One way or another, if it's not going to be that year, it's going to be another year. But Matt is going to get you. Uh, it was Calvin Johnson that broke the curse. Yeah. 2013. Because he had 1,964 yards receiving. Uh, Richard Sherman broke the curse. Well, we had Katrina, though. I think the curse took a time off for that one. Odell Beckham broke the curse. I got no words for that one. That was Katrina too. It <laughs> was, was like, like two-year bye for Katrina. It's like, yeah, that's enough effed upness. We're going to have to Tom take a break on that one. 2013, though, was a sucky game. I'm sorry. That's the year that they changed the commentary team. Yeah. So the game just sucked in reference to presentation. Is that also the year they introduced QB Vision? No, QB Vision came out in 2004. Are you sure? I don't think it was that far back. Was it 05? No, 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 no. It wasn't then. No, QB Vision was later than that. Hmm. You know, I was still ice skating with, I want to say it was 13. Because I didn't use any, I didn't do any passes because they was having everybody suck that I was going to use. So I'm like, wait a minute, Mike Vick can do this? Okay, let me just go ahead and, uh, yeah, just play action move, and I'm going to go ahead and move the chains 10 yards. Thanks, Vick. Oh, Vick got hit. He fumbled. Damn. Well, that ended that right there. I guess I'm losing this one. <laughs> Vick's out the game. Oh, no. That sucks. It was 06. That was the first year. And I hated it. Yeah, it was horrible. It was a good idea. It's just they weren't true to who, how they were. Because there's some people, like, really, that's all they can see? Come on now. That's not even realistic. Michael Vick was had, I think he had the smallest the smallest window. Peyton Manning could see the whole field. Whole field. Eli, half. The enti- I'm like, come on, man. Uh, 
there's no way the entire field. Like I have fools in some of the tournaments uh, with Peyton. They would run backwards and throw the ball like it was NFL blitz. Like it don't matter. He can see him. <laughs> then what do they do? They click on touchdown. I'm like, unbelievable. This shouldn't even be happening. Like, y'all need to get up out of here, man. 06. 06-07. You could, uh, they had the lead blocking feature, which I wish they bring back. Because the computer would take over your running back and you pick which offensive lineman you want. Like, you had an O-lineman pulling. Mm-hmm. You could take him, and when he pulls, you take control of him, and you hit who you wanted, and the running back, and then you could click back on the running back and take over once you impact block. I wish they bring that back. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. After Super Bowl, we'll get the first drip on uh, exactly what's happening in Madden. Uh, Russell, two, uh, about two weeks after, two weeks after. Russell Wilson should be, if not the highest rated quarterback, he should be the one of the two highest rated quarterbacks on the game. Yeah, Him and I agree. Lamar Jackson should be one and two. Tom Brady should be down to probably three or four. And what number would you give? What rating would you give Lamar and uh, Russell? The score? 98. Damn. 98 overall. Only reason why I'm not giving them a 99, that way when you play with them in a franchise, they got room to improve. That's that's huge right there. That's, that's God mode, Matt. What, what, what is it that they can't do? Yeah. Both of them can run. They can pass. They got great vision. Because yeah. Lamar Jackson can sit back in the pocket and pick you apart. And if they give them uh, the perks like they did with this year, oh. you know, like it ha- for Lamar, it has to be a play action, a trigger, and then you get an extra speed boost or something. Oh, man. Mm. 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 Have mercy on my soul. That is love there. Yes. That's going to be some ultimate team games, and it's going to be the same quarterback. <laughs> like, really? Like, hell yeah. Everybody can run a play action. <laughs> Gone. But, you know. I don't know. We didn't talk to these people's head. Like, I thought this was a wrestling show. <laughs> like, we yeah, do you're right. everything. Yeah, you're right. Well, we, we had to get that feel going. So, you know, since we're not on our normal day and tomorrow's Tuesday, so the best you got is recap of Monday, which Seattle is still pretty much going to win since they have possession and 21 seconds left in the fourth. So we might as well just call a spade a spade and say they won unless it looks like they're about to do a uh, um, a, a kickoff. So, uh, the Vikings can run his back for a TD. No, yeah, that ain't happening. But then again, stranger things have happened. Yeah, but I don't think it's gonna happen here. Not with that kick. <laughs> it's like, again, why run up the middle? Your guess is as good as mine. I've wanted that for years. If you see all the congestion there. Can you go to the left? I just get close and just break off to the left or to the right. We have more breathing room, but it don't matter because they couldn't even get that right. It was a fumble. Just, just take the knee. Fourteen seconds done, and Seattle's won a game. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and with that, we're gonna let you guys go. If you listen to all of this, we appreciate you going into our NFL uh, uncountdown show. 
<laughs> and we look forward to y'all joining us when we actually talking about something a little bit more uh, closer tied to the purpose of the podcast. <laughs> we don't know what the purpose is yet, but allegedly it's wrestling. Wrestling. Or sports entertainment. Or wrestling. Or easy dub. Whatever. Yeah, because I'm getting ready to watch uh, Family Guy. And, uh, yeah. Family Guy, man. You better get that Disney Plus. I got get that. that man- t- get that Mandalorian in your life. Not no. that I'm bandwagoning. It's just starting to get a little bit better now. It's my favorite episode of uh, Family Guy. It's when Stewie was scared of uh, the Queen album cover. Oh, God. But it's my favorite because I was. it was one night it had came on. I had watched it, and I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on Cartoon Network, it plays again at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was asleep. My wife was up. She was on the computer doing work, and she said I started singing Killer Queen in my sleep. She said, I started dancing and singing Killer Queen in my sleep. I said, that's one of my favorite songs. Like, I'm a huge Freddie Mercury fan. I'm a huge Queen fan. But Killer Queen is one of my favorite songs. Great video, too. He's possessed. <laughs> and we're she not going to get into Queen and music and all that. We're not going there, man. We're trying to let the people go. Yeah, we're going to let them go because we'll get into that Saturday. Oh, God. all right man all right and that'll do it for us we are the sideline junkies wrestlemaniacs and we are out of here this has been another sideline junkies production sponsored by anchor fm for any questions comments or even if you have a show idea you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.